All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're all very good, yo. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome back to another fantastic, exciting, exhilarating show of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list. Here are my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby, braving the weather. <laughs> you know what? I'm looking forward to every time how you're like going to say it now. I'm going to keep remixing it for the rest of the season. All right. You're, yeah. you're, I'm sure some of it is going to be like reused, I'm sure. Right, right. But <laughs> another like... good job with the, uh, the adjectives, uh, Flex. I got, more, I got more. I got more coming. If, I, if it's anything I got, I got adjectives. And what we got. Yeah, we got a, a very special guest this week. We got a very special guest very absolutely special today. Week. We have Jeff, and not the same Jeff from Boom Cups, even though he's a friend of ours. Shout out to Jeff Epstein from Boom Cups. We got Jeff Carlson. What's up, my man, Jeff? This is the real Jeff. Sorry, Jeff from uh, Boom Cups. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know there was a competition, but now there is all of a sudden. So now your competition was up. I thought I was the only Jeff around, but you know that's that, that that's cool. You're the only Jeff in Charlie's life, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 I the only one that matters. As as little as I've seen you, I've gotten to like you a lot. You're a great guy, and you're one of the very few people that have a better beard than I do. <laughs> yeah. So with that alone, Flex is very impressed by beards. Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I forgot who I got. Was it? I think it was my. I forget. But somebody asked me what my best attribute was, and I or like feature, mm-hmm. and I said my beard. And looked at me like I'm crazy. Like your beard. And I'm like, well, it's not easy to grow it in this way yeah. that it is. No, some of us can do it. Some of us yeah. can't, period. A couple of years ago, Jeff really grew out his beard, oh, right? I remember. Oh, I looked like a sleeper cell. I looked. Like a sleeper yeah. cell? <laughs> <laughs> that was no, awesome. Like Dan Bilzerian type? It was aggressive. It was aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was very aggressive. Yeah, kind of a lot like that. Yeah, I, I had it like that too, but when I was managing Blood on the Water and I had to uh, cut down because I work around food yeah. and people, yeah. and I had it like that, like real, yeah. real wild. If I didn't have to do anything during the day, if I didn't have to... Uh, 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 move with civilization normally I'd have a crazy beard you'd have a crazy beard so in another in another life in yeah. your second life you have a crazy beard or retirement you know, in reti- oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. would you grow the hair out too mm, definitely not I'm no not, it won't last that long I give it about <laughs> another five years and then I'm gonna have to go big style <laughs> nice, nice, nice. But uh, Jeff, um, you know, we're glad to have you on the show. Like Jeff yeah. is, you know, one of my best friends. I've, we've been friends for for ten years. And uh, sorry to hear that, Jeff. Over, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Listen, listen. Just because you're giant, you left the door struggling. open. You left the door you know, let's, open. Let's not take that it. There, Flex. You <laughs> left the door open. I mean, opportunities there. <laughs> but uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Thank you you want to introduce yourself to the yeah. audience? My name is Jeffrey. I uh, you Jeff, can speak a little closer. Don't be scared. I Jeff, don't. Jeffrey, one of the uh, either or. Um, I've uh, I'm a big sports fan, big Viking fan, actually. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's how I became a Viking fan. Moved to New York when I was a teenager, and just uh, answered my next question. And in <laughs> uh, in regardless of where I grew up, I've always been a Yankee fan. I've always been a Viking fan. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, I love hockey. Never really became a fan of the uh, of the Wild. The Minnesota North Stars used to be originally in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a fan of them up until their move in 92 or 93. Um, so I guess you could say I'm a Rangers fan. 
Um, that a boy, and, Jeff. Uh, and I'll I'll call myself a Knicks fan. I think the Wolves are one of the worst <laughs> organizations yeah, yeah. on the planet. A lot of so turmoil with the Wolves right it's, now. Yeah, it's to be expected. It's yeah, a yeah. terrible organization. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but and Jeff is like as New York as they come. But you know, you know, being from Minneapolis is only fitting that you're a Vikes fan. Because I mean, look, football is king in Minneapolis, right? Absolutely, without question. Yeah, without question. I mean, I know the Twins had their little run. The Timberwolves, like, they're a disaster, but. For it's the a, most part. It's a hockey state. So yeah. it's a yeah, big gonna... hockey state. It's cold, you know. So the hockey is number two, but the Vikings, without question, is number one. And that's only because they're competitive. The yeah. Vikings are – they've been competitive for the last 20, 30 years. Now, they've had years where they've – you know they've won you know, three, four, five games, but for the most part, they're always competitive along with Green Bay and the and the NFC North. So, yeah, um, they, you know, going back to the seventies when the Vikings and this is pre my time, of course, when the Vikings dominated the uh, the NFC for years with the four su- straight Super Bowls and lost. Yeah, uh, they were the, the Bills of the seventies. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> and then of course, uh, ninety eight was brutal in the NFC Championship against uh, the Falcons. Uh, uh, 2000, we got mopped by the uh, the Giants, 41 or 44 yes, to nothing. That was the, the NFC, championship. NFC Championship game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got the, the memory of an elephant here. <laughs> 2009, we. Uh, it's not. It's uh, not just a beard with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Brett Favre threw that uh, that ill-advised pass uh, uh, across the field that ended up becoming intercepted, which led the Saints to go to uh, uh, overtime, mm-hmm. and uh, and they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. And then, of course, last year was an embarrassment in the NFC uh, NFC Championship yeah, yeah. against the Eagles. So needless to say, being a, a Viking fan is tough. Yeah. They're constantly losing, and they're constantly letting you down in big spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, Let's uh, hope this year is uh, different for you guys. I don't, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I think they're an NFC Championship-style team. Yeah, they're, they're definitely trending in the right direction. The 100%. De- defense... May have been a little bit of a disappointment so far this year, yeah. but their offense is rolling. Yeah, they're uh, Kirk Cousins, money well invested. One hundred percent. I don't give a damn what anyone says about Cousins. The guy, he he can ball out. He's got an arm. He can put the ball in tight spaces, mm-hmm. and he's proven that he can show up when they need him to show up. The Vikings' defense, on the other hand, this year has been a major letdown the offense has done what they've been able to do and i answered your question when i put out about who do you think won the quarter season awards and for best for worst defense and you wrote vikings yes i was like they're not doing good but they didn't win the award (laughs) i told you i was was drinking my cup of coffee out of my bfb mug and then i I was i mean i was like he said it i was like i I thought you were going to chime in on that yeah because i own the vikings defense in like two leagues and I just just seeing by points alone, you could just tell like that because obviously it's only so many games you could watch at a certain time. It's it's been horrible. I mean, now with Everson Griffin out, or I guess they just reactivated him, so who knows if he'll actually play? But uh, they've been in uh, they've been a letdown in uh, 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 as far as the pass rush is concerned, purely because Everson Griffin is, is out. The linebacking core has been a major letdown, and then of of course their cornerbacks, which were studs last year. Mm-hmm. They've been a big letdown as well. So we'll see how the second half of the season plans out, yeah. pays out. But I mean, w- with all that said, you guys are still atop the NFC North yeah. at 4-2-1. and one, yeah. So there could be bigger problems well, that you guys could have. Yeah, it helps when the Packers have nobody but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm curious, so... You're, you're you're a Vikings fan from you know from up there in Minnesota and yep. all that. Uh, but you also said you've always been a Yankee fan and you guess like a Rangers fan now and a Knicks fan. Call yourself now. So your family back in Minnesota proves of all that. 
you know, I, I don't have a, the the closest relationship with my entire family, okay. but uh, they're not big sports. It's not a big sports family, right? But it, regardless of anything, my family, if they're fans of anything, they're fans of the Vikings. They're fans. So, yeah. so, so then that's stay true. So everything else is just because I I know like I have one uncle who's a gigantic Met fan. Yeah. And he's like, I can't even wear a, Yan- a Yankee hat in his house. But of course, like I do, and he lets me just to bust my chops. Sure. He does that. But the same thing, like the rest of my family, like is not they. They like sports to an extent. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter anything else. Yeah. And, like they don't, and they don't hate me for being a Giants fan because some of them are Jets fans. Yeah. So like everything else is kind of up in the air with. So it's like in the same thing like that. Same, like, yeah. yeah. But but thing. but all the Vikings is where you all Everybody, come together. Everybody and one hundred percent. Oh okay. I grew up watching the Vikings from when I can remember. You so. play sports? I played football. Uh, a little bit of ne- I never played high school basketball. I was no. too short, too white, and too slow. But uh, which are uh, which <laughs> which <laughs> are attributes that hold you back yeah, in sports? Yeah, I guess yeah. right. Yeah. Basketball definitely well, being listen, one of them. Adam Thielen got something to say about that. Yeah, Not in basketball, but no you know, question about for, it. For, for white no, guys across America, I, I played baseball and football, and I definitely excelled in baseball more than anything. Mm-hmm. I was terrible in baseball. I played a lot of sports. I still play a lot of sports. Yeah, as much as I can't now. I mean, you could tell physically by my gut that it's not as much anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, baseball was always the one sport I was never very good at. Right. And even though I coach it, like I know what to do. I know how to throw a baseball. I know how to throw a curveball. I know how you're supposed to catch an outfield, you know, a fly ball. I I just don't do it well. Yeah. I just can't. I'm not. That's not my sport. I just I just suck at baseball. I think with with uh, with baseball, it's baseball is like mostly like all technique. You know what I mean? Like you right. don't have to be the greatest athlete to excel Bartolo at Cologne. baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know True. you know football and basketball. You could sort of get away with your athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you see it all the time. Like the the stud college athlete. Yeah. You know maybe he's not the most like physically sound. Right. But he's like the best athlete on the court, so he could excel to a degree. Yeah. With baseball, like you have to be your technique has to be down. Without question, you know? I always say that what what what's the most difficult thing to do in pro sports, and that's to hit a hit fastball. Hit a baseball, yeah, you know, yes. to, 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 <clears throat> to if you have a pitcher throwing hundred miles an hour, and then he can switch it up the next pitch and throw you an eighty-five mile an hour curveball, yeah. or an off-speed pitch, and uh, any type of off-speed pitch, mm-hmm. it's so difficult to adjust and hit that. It's it's yeah. it's 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 one of the most difficult things to do in sports, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll agree with you there because of the fact that I can't do it that well. So I'll be like, oh, maybe yeah. you're right because I can't yeah. do because I know I'm athletic to an extent. You can't and do one of the hardest things in sports. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, no I, shame I, in that. I, yeah, no, 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 it's not things I can't do it like. But the thing is, like, because I I I always believed that my hand-eye coordination was pretty good because I'm so New York that the only sport that I could talk a bunch of crap in and back it up mm-hmm. is handball. Handball, I've been very good at yeah. for the most. And I know there's some guys who say no, you haven't, but these are the guys that win international championships in Ireland. Right, okay, right. shout out to my boy Victor. Right. But it's like those guys, like they'll tell me I'm not as good. But on, for everybody else, I'm like very, I'm, I am. I've always been very, very good. I've been ranked in New York. I've been a very, very good handball player. So my hand-eye coordination is there. But just when it comes to holding a bat, it's just you know, it's become yeah, a tarantula. Handball is one of those funny sports. Like they would always like the, and I'm not getting at you, flag. So I'm just saying in general, like it was always it like way. the. Uh, the unathletic kid in high school, but was nasty in handball. You know what I mean? Like it, it made like like no sense. I'm not saying that you fall into I, that category. None taken. None taken. But it's, it's always weird how that it worked out. Like a kid that you could beat like 15 nothing in basketball, you get him on on the handball court, he's gonna dust you. That's you know? terrible. I, I've I can honestly say I've been in New York City for a very long time, and I've never played a single game of handball. Yeah. Don't worry, you're not missing out, man. And I'm, I'm not going to start anytime <laughs> soon. I you are missing out. I am saying that 100%. I love, love handball. I wish I got to start playing again. Uh, yeah. And you also have a, a show of your own coming up. Am I not mistaken? Yeah, I do. I do. It's a, it's a new show that I'm starting, and 
Um, it's going to be interesting. I, uh, I'm going to give it a go, but it's going to be called The Gentleman's Page. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh. uh, it's basically going to be structured around uh, – it's going to be conversational. Okay. Uh, and it, we'll talk a lot about food, fashion, travel, and lifestyle for the average Joe. Okay. Um, and uh, food, I like especially, it. I like. Especially, I mean, who doesn't? Right? Fashion, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no, lost there too. We'll I'm not talk, a fashionable you know, guy. There's going to be a lot of music. Well, that's kind of what the show's going to be yeah. about, right? And so I can say that I'm fashionable in some sense, but I'm no, not. No, you're, you're a not, sharp dresser, man. You've always been a, even now for this show, I mean, Charlie always comes in a suit and you're putting him to shame right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've always been a sharp dresser, my friend. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just about, you know, it's not, uh, it's not fashion in the sense that, you know, you're going to be walking down a runway, but it's about right, like, right, right. the types of brands that work for different types of bodies and so on. I'm a, I'm a, a relatively, uh, I'm a kind of a, a big, bigger, stockier guy and there are certain brands that work and certain brands that don't. And I think information uh, is out there. It's just not readily as readily available as we want it to be. I remember when I actually, when I first first met you, was at the broker's open house in Brooklyn when we used to work oh, together, yeah, Charlie. We, we and used to work at town. Mm-hmm. We used to work at town, and that was when I first met you. Was at open uh, broker's open house in Brooklyn, and I remember it was the first time I actually wore. My first pair of double monk shoes. Oh yeah! And then when you saw me walking says you were like, "Some nice double monk shoes." <laughs> and you first acknowledged, it. I was like, "Yes, I'm getting noticed by it." Because I always wanted to buy a yeah, pair, yeah. but I, you know, I mean, like, let's not get me wrong. I'm not like I don't have I don't spend a bunch of money on clothes. It's not my first priority to do. Sure. And I literally I bought them in a journey, and they looked so nice. They were twenty five bucks, and I just looked so nice. I didn't care. And even you acknowledged like nice double monk shoes. It's like ah yes, they're as cheap as they are. Flex when got, somebody wears double monk shoes, mm-hmm. they that same person cannot say that. That they're not very fashionable because that's yeah. fashionable as in itself, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, guess thank you. So, <laughs> so we're excited, excited to uh, to listen to it. So, you have a timeline on it? Um, uh, I'm I'm expecting to uh, to record in the next two weeks. Okay, gentlemen's what again? Gentlemen's page. Gentlemen's page. page. All right, so that'll be available on all podcast platforms. And then we'll make sure, of course, ourselves, because you know you've always been. Besides, you know, being our friend, you also are supportive of our show. You do post our show out there. You do promote for us, and you do listen to us. And we do thank you just for that. Aside from being our friend, um, so we're gonna promote your show, of course, as heavily as possible. We're gonna put it out there. You know, and any way we can to help make it grow as fast as we can. So we will, we will one hundred percent support and build your show. Thank you. Okay, excited for you, man. Uh, so now getting on to the segment, to the shows of today's, uh, shows, segments, whatever. I've been talking, I, I, I don't have to do this week. <laughs> um, so getting on to the rest of the show list, as always we do is the who's hurt as there's a lot to talk about yeah, for who's hurt right now. There's a lot going NFL. on in football this week, man. We'll, get to it, Flex. Ouchie. We'll, ouchies. The ouchies. Yes, I know. And it's funny. My wife loves that you call that. Cause that's what she says whenever she watches somebody break their bones in like a daredevil show. Ouchie. Uh, anyways, LaShawn McCoy, he's still in the concussion protocol, and he was limited in practice today. If he does not get to play, Chris Ivey will get the majority of the work with Marcus with Marcus Murphy as a chain of pace guy. Then the Dolphins, and I say the Dolphins because Albert Wilson, Kenny Stills, and Ryan Tannehill are out for the game tonight against the Texans. Albert Wilson does not need surgery, but could be on the IR shortly uh, just to give him time to rest and recover, stuff like that. But, uh, if, but since all those guys are out, Danny Amendola is a pretty good play for tonight. Gronk. As we turn back to practice today, so we'll see how it happens for Monday, which it sucks always with those Monday games to see if somebody's questionable, especially in a position like that, the tight end. 
It's just yeah. tough. But it looks like for now he might play. Uh, also on the uh, Patriots, Sony Michelle, as we mentioned before, the injury did not seem as serious. And it is more likely, of course, that he will miss Monday's game, but it looked like he won't miss too much time. Yeah, I, and that's a good thing because it looked really ugly. Yeah, it looked worse than what it seemed out to be because the MRIs came out showing it wasn't that serious as mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, I'm sure it was painful, I'm saying, but it just wasn't as Oh, no, it definitely bad. hurt. It yeah. just, I, I thought he might have you know broken his ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James White was saying that too. like, I hope he gets by this. and you know, yeah. So it wasn't as bad. Uh, what's also some good news that avoided some, something scary was Bilal Powell. As uh, Todd Bowles did say that he's going to undergo surgery for his neck. And it possibly could have been a career-ending surgery. Yeah, that was surgery. scary. Wow. Yeah. Career, like, like they said, think Anuwa's neck injury, only a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anuwa missed the entire year. Exactly. Well, they're saying that he's going to get surgery and he should be back to play. Yeah. But they just thought that this was a bad neck injury to the point where it's going to be career-ending. And it just found out today that it no longer is. Uh, John Ross is expected to miss a few weeks with a groin injury. He is out for Sunday. Kiki Cutie is out for tonight's game also. Chris Thompson, after missing a couple of games, says that he is hopeful and will be playing this coming Sunday. Uh, Dalvin Cook, once again, as he is every week, and the who's hurt on the ouchies. Yeah, they're saying he he may (laughs) be out until week eleven. That's what exactly they're saying. He's a. I think he's going to be a gigantic bust. Yeah, yeah. I think he has the talent to do to do well, but his body just cannot. Yeah. It's like um, availability is key. Yeah, yeah. like Robert Griffin III all yeah. over again, yeah. kind of. Exactly. So yeah, they, they they are saying that he will probably be back to week eleven. Uh, Peyton Barber he missed practice so far with an ankle injury. The the head coach said that Ronald Jones got the majority of everything. And Cooper Cup, it is doubtful that he will play this Sunday. And last but not least, with the 49ers, as Pierre Garcon is doubtful to play this Sunday, while Richard Shermer. And Matt Breida are both questionable as they've all missed practice so far this week. So that's going on with the Who's Hurt segment of the show. And then, uh, so now moving on to what we do every Friday. As you, you guys know, know that, that we prepare you as best as we can for the week for Sunday's and Monday's games. And now we're doing it on Thursday. So we'll give you a little Thursday preview. And as our special guest Jeff is here, we're, you know, you're going to tell us your intake on some of these games. But to start things off, Charlie, why don't you set us up and tell us about what you think about tonight's game, Thursday Night Football. All right. Uh, can I fall asleep? Because I think I'm going to fall asleep watching this game. I'll never hit you, Charlie, but... so knock yourself out. <laughs> All right. So uh, Houston's a 7.5-point home favorite with a 44.5-point game total. Um, so not a lot of scoring expected in this game. Now, Deshaun Watson, he's like a walking injury report. I mean, he's got cracked ribs. He's got um, a partially collapsed lungs. I even heard a report where um, the doctors didn't allow him to fly back with the team because of the uh, cabin pressure in, yeah. the, uh, in, in the plane. Yep. So that, that's kind of scary. So, I mean, look, he's going to start the game, but, you know, I question whether he's going to make it through. Like, obviously, if you're a Deshaun Watson owner, you're going to start him, uh, but kind of keep your eye on that. Now, he does get a good matchup against the Dolphins, who've allowed at least 27 points to opposing quarterbacks in four straight games, and I've only had 11 sacks so far this so it doesn't look like he's going to be under a lot of pressure. So obviously you start Watson um, and just kind of take a wait-and-see approach with uh, with the injuries. Now um, the interesting target here is um, Lamar Miller. Like he did uh, take the lead role back from Alfred Morris. Um, I'm sorry, not from Alfred Blue last week, uh, out touching him 23-8. to And now he gets a matchup against the Dolphins, which he used to play for. So there may be some extra motivation there to go against the uh, the Dolphins. Um, as far as the patch, pass catchers go on the Texan side of the ball, I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. You're going to play him. Um, he doesn't have the best matchup as a Xavier 
Xavier Howard of the Dolphins is one of the best shadow corners in the league. So, but I mean, look, Hopkins is matchup proof at this point in his career. Now, I really like Wolf Fuller in this matchup going against uh, Dolphins number two corner Bobby McCain, who's one of the slowest corners in the league. So we all know that um, Fuller's a burner, so he's going to have a chance to get um, deep, especially with Cutie uh, looking like he's going to miss this game. Cutie, did I really just say that? That's his last but, name. <laughs> no, I know. I see, see, it's not, it's not comfortable saying it, is no, it? No, I, I get it, I get it. So yeah. I, I really like Fuller as a, as a strong uh, flex play this week. Now, on the uh, Dolphin side of the ball... You said Cutie's a strong flex play? No, no, Fuller. I like Fuller Oh, I'm as sorry, a, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Play. No. Sorry. Okay, my bad. Now, on the Dolphin side of the ball, Brock Eisweiler was serviceable for the second straight week. Now, um, look, I mean, his luck is going to run out as he fills in for Ryan Tannehill. I don't believe that... Brock Eisweiler is as talented as he's shown. Uh, but, I mean, let's see. Like Now, the Houston defense, um, their strong spot is stopping the run. So I don't think this is going to be a game where, you know, you're going to see a ton of Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake as far as running the ball. But I do like Drake coming out of the backfield. So give him a look in PPR formats. And as far as the Miami pass catchers go, no thank you. I mean, look, Albert Wilson is out, like you mentioned, in ouchie. Uh, Kenny Stills is out as well. So, I mean, no thank you as far as the Miami pass catchers go. Uh, again, it's going to be a snooze fest, but give me the Texans in this one. And it's, I'm not looking forward to this game. At all. I also am taking the Texans in this one. Jeff, and since you are our guest in this week, you also get to chime in and see uh, what do you like in this game, Jeff? Dun, dun, dun. I'm taking the Texans. The Texans. Yes, well, good. Yeah, I, I wrote them, I wrote them for both of you already in advance, and they're both already there. Texans. Yeah. So. Guys, one thing before we move on about Thursday night football, like a lot of the games are trash. Yeah. I didn't you, think so. Yeah, I mean, look, the only good game that's been so far this year is the Vikes-Rams. That game was incredible. It was a shootout. Other it, than that... It like, was a terrible game for me, but it was just an exciting no, no, hype game a, nonetheless I mean, for like the... No, no, I meant... As the, a football ju- game, it was a really good football game. As a football game in itself is what you mean. Yeah. All right, okay, I, I understand that. You I see that. So I, I, I think, and I think... Um, I can't take credit for this. I think Max Kellerman mentioned it on the show. What if every Thursday night game was like a division rival game? Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've noticed what the NFL has done to try to create more interest behind Thursday night games is they shift Troy Aikman and uh, 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 what's his name? Joe Buck. Uh, Joe Buck yeah. from Monday or not Monday I almost night, said Sunday Jeff night Buck. to uh, uh, <laughs> Thursday, uh, to night. Thursday night. And now they have the B squad, the junior varsity squad, uh, 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 on Monday night. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's... That's it's, Jason Winton. He's not too bad, Jason, Jason Winton. Yeah, I Jason, think he's he, the worst... He's a little yeah. guy. He's, he's the worst guy on TV in the NFL, yeah. in my opinion. I think okay. he's terrible. Yeah, dude, not for nothing, it, Tony Romo's awesome at calling a football game. Romo's great. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Flex can't give Romo credit for anything. So, um, let's move on to the next game Eagles Jaguars, and that is me. Flex. So, uh, what do you got here? I got a lot to say about this one because there's a lot of question marks here, and I will get by as as best as I can because I do have a lot to say about it, but there is a lot. So, just let you guys know, just get through as fast as we can. The Eagles haven't been playing like the NFL championship that they are so far. They have not. But of course, they look like that against my Giants. Of course, they look like the best team ever. Whatever. With all that being said, though, Blake Bortles, he's still going to start this game, even though he was sat for um, non-injury-related issues. And he has he has turnover issues all year long so far. And he has, in 26 games, with multiple turnovers, since being drafted back in 2014, and that's most in the league so far. So far this year, Blake Bortles has eight interceptions, three fumbles. It's best to avoid him at all time to play him. But with that being said, it's just a good time to play the Eagles' defense this week. Mm-hmm. Good point. 
Now, the, but but Blake Bortles still putting up numbers though because he had one game against Kansas City where he had a fumble and four interceptions and still put up twenty seven fantasy points. Yeah, because he's thrown it a ton. Yeah, but you it, know, so just on volume alone. Now, for him throwing it a ton to go on with that, there's two big questions when it comes to the Jags offense, and one of them is always the wide receivers. It's always hard to predict that who's going to be big at wideout. So I guess to make it easier for everybody is look at it at a numbers standpoint, okay? D.D. Westbrook has the most points out of all three of those wide receivers. He has 81.9 so far this year. That makes him wide receiver number 33 overall. Then Dante Moncrief comes in with 67.5, and he's only a little bit ahead of Keenan Cole with 66.7. So there's literally a .8 difference between Moncrief and Cole, and Westbrook is just ahead of them all with only 14 points. So there's not a big gap between any of them, really. uh, Westbrook is one leading the pack. And to give you the averages, Westbrook averages 11.6 points per game. Moncrief and Cole are neck and neck right there, and they average 9.4 and 9.3. Once again, this is in full PPR. The Eagles on a whole, they give up a lot of points to the wide receivers so far this year. Believe it or not, they're actually the fourth most generous on giving up points to the wide receivers. On average, the wide receivers get 45.1 points per game when they play against the Eagles. And these three wideouts average in total of 30.3 points per game. So there's always a chance that one's going to probably break out in this game. And if you look at it numbers-wise, at least, that's D.D. Westbrook. Just numbers-wise. It doesn't mean that he's the must-start because it's still he's no more than a flex option at best. He's only averaging 11 points per game. But every week, somebody's going to want to know which Jaguars wide receiver to play. And just numbers-wise, it's just D.D. Westbrook looks like your best option. You know, last week he had five points, and then uh, Moncrief had 14 points. So it's always a juggling around mm-hmm. who's going to be what. Yeah. But that's just a look at numbers-wise, I guess, to give you your – make your best educated guess out of it. And the second biggest question when it comes to the Jaguars is out of the backfield. Carlos Hyde and T.J. Yeldon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, 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 and the Giants are doing the same thing right now. And the Jaguars, they got Carlos Hyde for like a, a snapple and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Like nothing they gave up to get Carlos Hyde. I don't, I don't get it, but it happened. But if you look at it here, Carlos Hyde is going to split work with TJ Yeldon. And this is where my recommendation to everybody, and see if you two agree with me. My recommendation is just sit them both this week. If you can afford to sit them both, yeah. sit them Especially both. if you yeah, can afford a, to sit them both. Point, Especially you, with you that. You want to see how that's going to shape out. I mean, like, we haven't seen Carlos Hyde, you know, run behind that, you know, awful, uh, Jaguars offensive line, you know, right. so we got to see. And 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 Leonard Fournette, he's going to come back, by the way, and they're expecting him to come back week nine, not mm-hmm. this week, but nonetheless, I it's it's, it's more of a wait and see situation for yeah. me. It's not even that if you look at it easier, like and like, like you said, uh, if you could afford to, like if you have like Ito Smith or even Doug Martin or Jalen Richard, mm-hmm. just for this week, for a wait and see situation, I would bench them both. And see how it goes moving forward. Because you got to look at it this way, too. The Eagles are only allowing, on average, 55.3 yards to opposing running backs. That's mm-hmm. it. So for them two to split the work, and for 55.3 yards on each running back, yeah. just sit them Where's both. the upside, you know? Yeah, I mean, if, if you wanted to play one, if you wanted to play one, just play Yelding just for just for the pass-catching purposes. Because mm-hmm. there are only three other teams in the NFL that give up more catches to the running backs than the Eagles. Only three. So maybe that, but still, it's no more than a flex play at best, and that also is my same recommendation for the Eagles' backfield. Sit them both if you ask somebody else better, because ever since the Giant went down, none of them has really run away with that job. None of them has really done much with that job. The only p- person, of course, I love Carson Wentz here. I know it's the Jaguars' defense. I get that, but Jalen Richard hasn't been the Jalen Richard that we all know and love. Right. But the only one that I would say here that I feel confident none of them playing because Jalen Richard has just been a ghost of himself 
is Alshon Jeffries not for nothing? Yeah, and that yeah. Jack D hasn't been the Jack D it this year. Nope. You know what I mean? I mean, the, I'm going to say it again. The Cowboys put a 40-burger on them a couple yes, weeks ago. You remember that, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was sick that day, remember? I think I think this game is also going to be a bit of a snooze fest. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Yeah. I think it's going to be scrappy. I think it's going to be like a 16-9, a 16-10 yeah. type of game. Mm-hmm. I think it's it goes under the total. It's not yeah. an exciting game. Not a lot of fantasy good no. The only fantasy ones I would say to play here is just the Eagles defense – Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffries. That's it. Like I said, even avoid the backfield for the Eagles if you can, because if you take away that touchdown that Corey Clement had against my Giants, yeah. they've all, all, both of them, since JJ left, have all scored under 10 points. Yeah. The only reason Corey Clement has double digit points in one game so far is because he had that one touchdown, and that's it. So avoid those all you can. But nonetheless, we have to pick a winner. And as always, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I think it's going to be the Eagles. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong also, but I'm taking the Eagles. Jeff? I'm the odd man out. I'm going with the Jags. Jags I, I hope like you're it. right. Yeah. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. Listen, sometimes I, you got to zig when everybody's the, the line is three? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so up. it's in Philly, right? No, it's in London. It's in, Oh, it's in London. Right, it's in London. Right, 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 right. And apparently Mr. Bortles, is a uh, he puts up numbers in London. So I oh, heard. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, no, I'm going with the Jags. So uh, the, I hope uh, you're the right. Eagles are uh, a mi- minus three, three-point three. favorite, yeah. Jeff? You're up. Tell us what you think about the Ravens and the Panthers. This is going to be an interesting game because uh, the Ravens D is uh, the top defense in the league. Um, oh yeah, current they're they're just lights out. If you look at what they've done so far, they've they've held teams to a league low. Uh, what do I have it here? Fourteen point four points a game, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they performed really well last week against the Saints. And, and, yeah. and the Saints ended up pulling out a a W because um, uh, what's his name missed a uh, an extra point. Justin Tucker. Uh, uh, Justin, Tucker. Justin Tucker. Who's who's that face who's, is going viral right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, Justin Tucker is a guy who if if he's if he's on the fi- if he's kicking a fifty yard field goal. I'm I'm Automatic. willing to bet that that he's he's yeah. he's making it. He was the most surprised person in the stadium. Yeah. that he missed the case. He's never yeah. missed one. Yeah. yeah, that's the first time Crazy. ever he's yeah. ever missed one. I mean, th- listen, I'm I'm not mad at it. It's bound to happen. Even a broken clock is right twice I mean, a day, the, right? The timing was terrible. No, but... I get it. It sucks, but I'm just saying he's yeah. never missed one. So right, yeah. And they and and that defense held that Saints that Saints offense, which is explosive as Very we all good. know. Uh, to to they held them. Uh, they held them to. Um, 23 points, 24, 20, Yeah, 23 or 24 points. Something like that. And I just do not see the Panthers doing much on Sunday. So um, the uh, uh, the, Ravens, the the Ravens defense, uh, excuse me, the game is, is minus one. Uh, uh, the Ravens are favored. The the total is forty three or forty four, depending on where you're getting it. Uh, it's we're talking about two top ten defenses. I think it's a low scoring affair. The Ravens are uh, allowing uh, a league low two hundred eighty point six uh, yards per game. Uh, 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 they're leading the season. Excuse me. They're leading the league with twenty seven sacks. Uh, they are only allowing opponents seventeen first downs per game and uh, a league low four point five yards per play. Uh, they uh, interesting enough. Carolina is three and zero at home this year, but outside of the Bengals, they haven't really played much of a good team. 
Cam ranks 25th in the league in passing yards. I think Cam is the most one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the league. Oh, Jeff loves Cam Newton. Uh, Cam, <laughs> What's not to Cam, love, man? What's Cam, not to love? Jeff loves Cam Newton as much as you love LeBron James. <laughs> Flex. I think. Cam, oh, I, I see think, what you yeah, mean now. He's, oh. he's being sarcastic. I think Cam has oh, okay. uh, his accuracy is horrendous. I think he his composure is non-existent. I think he's a baby. I think he's. Uh, I think he's. I think he's just grossly overrated. Um, and and like you don't Cam. like the way he dresses. And, and I can't. Oh, I hate the way, the way he dresses, dresses. too. I hate That's the way he dresses. That's not the fashion that I'm into. Him or right? Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Uh, you know, I like Russ though. Russ is <laughs> Russ is a savage. Russ got a little bit of like like that Migos look going right, on. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Both, they both dress just horrible. In my mind. You know what's interesting is is that in this with this game, Cam Newton has zero. Uh, 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 zero passes for over 40 yards. Excuse me, one pass for over 40 yards all season long. And the Ravens have given up no passes for over 40 yards mm-hmm. all season long. Mm-hmm. I think like the big play. Yeah, I, I, I don't like many uh, uh, players in this game. Uh, obviously, the Ravens' D is a play. I think the Panthers' D is even a play. Uh, the Panthers rank uh, number 10 uh, in the league as far as defenses are concerned. But um, but overall, I think uh, uh, Carolina is going to have a, a a tough time at home against this Ravens defense. Uh, give me a a low scoring affair. I like I like the Ravens play their defense. Uh, Joe Flacco, he'll he'll have two hundred and fifty, two hundred and eighty yards, maybe a touchdown or two. But but outside of that, I don't see much any reason to to play Christian McCaffrey or or anyone else on the Panthers side of the ball. So who do you got winning the game? Ravens, Charlie. I got the Ravens as well. Oh man, another. another oh, no, wait. That's why. So far, Jeff's the odd man now. The only one who took the Jaguars, but I took the Ravens as well on this game. Moving on, Charlie. All right. So Broncos at Chiefs. Now tonight's game is a snooze fest. This one's going to be the total opposite. So the Chiefs are a ten point home favorite and a huge fifty three and a half point game total for this game. So a lot of points. Vegas is expecting a lot of points in this game. It seems like every week the Chiefs are in a shootout. Yeah. And it's it's really entertaining to watch, actually. I can't believe that game last week went under Yeah. Yeah, it, ten it, minutes, it, ten minutes within the game. Yeah, or yeah. ten minutes. That's like all the, the scoring was, was on done. one side of the ball, yeah, you know. Exactly. So but yeah, but I mean look I mean, look, Pat Mahomes does get a tough matchup this week going against a division opponent for the second time of the year. Usually, you know, the first time when you're facing a division opponent, the offense has the advantage. Uh, The second time, usually the defense has the advantage because, you know, they got some tape. They can make the adjustments. Now, with all that said, I don't care. You're playing (laughs) Pat Mahomes. You're playing Pat Mahomes against the 85 Bears. Yep. Right? Absolutely. You're playing Pat Absolutely. Mahomes against the 85 base. I mean, look, the kid's lighting it up. He's matchup proof. He's playing at an MVP level. Um, I love him in daily this week because he's literally the highest paid quarterback on both sides. So that's going to draw ownership off of him. So I think that you could really get him under own this week. So he's 9,000 on FanDuel. Uh, I'm sorry, he's 9,200 on FanDuel, by far the most expensive quarterback, and 7,000 on DraftKings. So um, I love him in daily this week. Now, as far as the chief playmakers go, they have weapons all over the field. But the person that I like the most this week, your boy, Flex, Kareem Hunt. 
Kareem Hunt is going up against a Broncos defense that's ranked 28th in DVOA against the run. So this is a smash spot for Kareem Hunt. Uh, 8,100 on FanDuel, 7,100 on DraftKings. He scored nine touchdowns in the last six games and has gone over 25 fantasy points in three straight games. So give me all of the Kareem Hunt this week. As far as the pass catches go, again, the strength um, – if there is a strength of the Broncos defense, is it it's it is in rushing the quarterback uh, and in the defensive backfield. So um, I don't even think it matters though. I mean the the Chiefs are scoring at such an alarming rate that their you know all their skill players are you know matchup proof. Tariq Hill he's gotten to the point where he's priced with the best receivers in the league. He's up there with Antonio Brown, the Adam Thielen's of the world. So he's a stud. Get him into your lineup. Travis Kelsey same goes for him. He's matchup proof. Um, so get all the Chiefs in your lineup. Um, so there's gonna be plenty of scoring on that side of the ball. Now as far as the Broncos go, I think that you know we speak about it every week. As good as the Chiefs' offense is. Their defense is just as terrible. You don't so, say. So, yeah, I do say. <laughs> so, um, Case Keenum, he's actually one of my favorite streaming options for the week. So, I don't mind, you know, giving him a look in uh, seasonal. But I like him in daily as well, especially for your cash games because uh, he's really, really not that expensive and he's got a great matchup. Um, the Broncos, um, they're also a good matchup for the Chiefs. Um, I'm sorry, the um the, the Chiefs do struggle against the run. So I really like um, Philip Lindsay in this matchup. Now, Royce Freeman looks like he's going to miss the game. And this matchup is tailor-made for Philip Lindsay's skill set because Lindsay is really good coming out of the backfield. And they really struggle defending backs coming out of the backfield. So I like Lindsay as well. Uh, Devontae Booker, I mean, if you want to look at him as a really low, low, low-end flex play, if Freeman is out, I don't hate it. I mean, there are worse plays, but I wouldn't advise it. Um, as far as the pass catches go, Manny Sanders um, obviously has established himself as the go-to receiver in that offense. So you're going to get him in the lineup, even though it's not the greatest matchup in the world. Demarius Thomas has been a little underwhelming this year. I, I really don't know what's going on with him. I mean, he is talented, but um, he seems like he's slipping a little bit. Um, and I don't mind the um, the uh, Broncos tight end here, uh, Jeff Hoorman. I think I'm saying his name right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 4,600 on Fanduel, and on DK he's 2,600. Totally mispriced. So he just has to sneeze, and he pays off his value. So I think that there's going to be plenty of scoring in this game, as you could tell. And I like the Chiefs in another shootout. You got the Chiefs too, don't you? I think the whole world has the Chiefs. Okay, the good. Because I wrote world. it. I wrote it ahead for you guys too. I wrote it. I wrote the it. whole world, Craig. <laughs> ah, good one, Charlie. Good one. All right, so I, give put, me the I put the cheese. And just also shout out to my boy Vinny Ashton too, because I actually roster blocked him. And if you guys, um, I remember I did this week. I did the, the Tuesday show. I did the unspoken rules of fantasy football, and I said that roster roster blocking your opponent is fair. And he has Philip. I almost acceptable, huh? It's acceptable when it's your opponent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think even more so with your opponent. Sometimes if you just want to do it against somebody, you just don't play, you just don't like. That's a little foul. But if you do it against somebody you're playing against, like he had Philip Rivers on by. And by the way, I'm playing you this week in the BFB league. I know. Um, and you're catching me on a good week because I got like three buys this week. Forgive my ignorance. What is roster block? Roster, if if you so like for example, like my boy has Philip Rivers out, and the best available QB on, on the waivers yeah. was was Case Keenum, uh, and I took I Case you. Keenum. Right. I don't need Case Keenum. So right. let's say, yeah, it's it's a position of need for you this week, but right. I pick that person up just pre- prevent you from getting right. It. right you know right, what I mean? Right, I got you. So right. that, so because I did to my opponent, and he and he hit me up. He was like, ah, oh, well done. I'm taking it away from me. And then he gave, sent me a gif where like a middle finger's coming up at me. You know, mm-hmm. like one of those cranking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. So then um. 
Shout out to my boy Vinny though. Good to- sport. Totally off subject, but is it GIF or GIF? I'm I'm asking here. I think it's GIF. I think it's GIF. GIF? Yeah, yeah GIF. All right, GIF. I'm a roll. Oh, I've been saying All right. GIF. All right, so moving on now to the Browns and the Steelers. And when the Steelers are at home, you know you play Big Ben. Okay, this is gonna be a good game. Even though he's playing against the Browns defense, that's actually pretty good. Not for nothing, it's pretty solid. And they've allowed only quarterbacks to only have fifteen point four points per game. They're actually eighth best in the league against the quarterback. I still like Big Ben this week, regardless. It's a divisional rivalry game. When they first met, they tied, which is the first game of the season. So I like Big Ben to have a big game here. And of course, you're gonna play Brown. You're gonna play Juju. I'm not gonna tell you why. I don't care who they're up against. You play Connor as well. Um, even though the Browns are pretty solid against the run, Connor is still in line for a heavy workload because uh, Le'Veon Bell still has yet to report to the team's facilities. So play Connor. Take advantage while you still got him as all that. Um, for the Browns here, I still expect a pretty good day from uh, Chubb, from Nick Chubb. Not a great one, more like a high-end flex type of play here, not for nothing, or like a low RB2 at best. The Steelers' defense isn't the great and dominant scary defense that we knew of not too long ago. But nonetheless, they're still pretty good around um, for the run. They only allow 66.7 yards per game on the ground. And Chubb's going to get a lot of that early down work. I'm just saying just temper your expectations. Now, Jarvis Landry here has finally... Had a really good game last week. There was a Juice Landry signing last week. Yes, did you guys see that? Yes, I did. Well, I didn't see it, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I saw it. I, it. I, well, I saw it on my lineup as I have Juice Landry on one of my teams. It's contagious, bro. <laughs> but now that uh, he's finally had like he clicked a little more with Mayfield because he's having problems with it. Like, you know, it was nice to see him get ten catches for ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. Now the opportunities have been there for Jarvis Landry because believe it or not. He's actually second in the league for wide receiver for most targets. Wow. Number one is your boy, Adam Thielen. Um, so yeah, so to, to see that, it, 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 you know, he still gets the opportunities. It's just the rapport that he has with Mayfield hasn't been all there, but I still like him in this game. Now I understand that the first time when he, when he played the Steelers this week, this year, in week one, he had over a hundred yards. But remember also, that's when Josh Gordon was on the team. Mm-hmm. And Josh Gordon only had one catch that game. Mm-hmm. And he was seen as their number one biggest threat for the Browns. And Josh Gordon had one catch for one touchdown. So maybe Jarvis Landry doesn't have another really good game here. But it doesn't mean you don't play him. It doesn't mean you don't put him out there. Um, and then Mayfield, he's still inconsistent. But if you want to play him as a daily streamer for this week, go ahead. Because the Steelers have given up the fourth, more, fourth most points to quarterbacks. 24 per game, actually. So more as a daily play than a seasonal game. I like Baker Mayfield here. And I also like the Steelers to win this one. Charlie? I like the uh, Steelers as well. Jeff? I think they're going, there's going to be points in this game. But I like the Steelers. You like the Steelers. Okay. Another 3 P for all of us. Okay. Moving on. Next. All right, Jeff, you got the Seahawks at the Lions. Uh-huh. All right. So the Seahawks-Lions, it's in Detroit. Detroit's favored by three. The total is 49. The Seahawks are coming off a bye. I think whoever wins this game is the team with the stronger uh, ground game. Uh, and, and, and for now, right now, I think that's Detroit. I think Detroit is quietly one of the hotter teams in the league. They're rolling. They're, they're running the ball. They're playing a little defense. Stafford is showing up. Uh, 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 he's, uh, he's throwing the ball well. But look for uh, – uh, I'm going to pronounce his name incorrectly. Kieran? Carry on. Carry on. on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. Carry on my wayward son. Carry on, Jeff. <laughs> Just carry on. Carry on. He's going to have a really solid game on the ground. 
which should open up plenty of passing lanes yeah. for Matthew Stafford. He's been playing well, carry on Johnson. He, yeah, very well. Oh, yeah. Um, I th- what did he put up? Uh, 158, 160 yeah, yeah. yards yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Get a majority of these skilled players in your lineups. Uh, I, I expect to see a 27 to 24 game, a 27 to, uh, uh, or excuse me, 24, 28 to 24 game, something along those lines. I think Stafford puts up a lot of yards, a lot of targets to. Uh, 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 to to Galladay, uh, I think Golden Tate has been uh, a little quiet uh, for the first half of the season, but I think he has a big uh, uh, comeback game. Except this when week. he played the Cowboys, that guy. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, Chris Carson, Carson, uh, excuse me, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, get these guys in your lineups. I think they're going to put up points. Uh, it's going to be a high scoring affair. It's uh, it's inside. It's in the uh, what is it? The Ford uh, at Ford Field. So they're they're uh, they're playing indoors. I think um, I think the Lions win. I think uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be a very high scoring affair. I also agree. I also think that the Lions will win this, and I do think it's another high scoring affair. Uh, I do like Chris Carson also as a sneaky play for this one, especially more in daily. But I am playing him in a season long game. Because I went on a zero RB approach on that team where I have him. But nonetheless, I'm playing him with confidence. Charlie, mm-hmm. who do you have? I got the lines as well, man. We're, we're green a lot on this episode. Mm. Boom, that's, another 3P for us. That's not as fun. Yeah. Jeff brings that's a lot of see. synergy you see to what the I show. Mean? You see what I mean when I tell him sometimes, like, you know what? I'm going to take this other team just to go against you. And he won't do it for me every now and then. Yeah, oddly enough, I was I was right a majority of the time. I guess. Green yeah, you are. I'm saying. But I, I, I agree with you. Sometimes like I want I have like a coin flip of a game. Like, you yeah. know, it's like a coin flip. Like, you don't know. Yeah. But then you take the player and Charlie takes the same one. I'm like, you know what? Just to make it interesting, I'll take the other one. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that for yeah. me. No, I like to win, baby. <laughs> I like to win. You guys um, are keeping total for the season. Yeah. We are. He's whooping yeah. me. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. He's okay. he's destroying me. Mm-hmm. And one and and don't get me wrong. It, it it was one week we agreed on every single game yeah. except one, yeah. and he won that yeah. week because that one game he got it right. Uh, so it's not all because of me just taking the other side. I, Let's be, I mean, I, I like to just you know. Uh, you know, bust chops. You know sure, what I mean. Of course, sure. like to make games. But at the end of the day, I do wish every now, and then, like you know what, flex. I'll go against you for this one, and I'll take this other team. It'd be nice, just right. once in a while, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's all. I'm not absolutely. asking every time. Just once in a while, well, make it look very, fun. You're very gracious in defeat, though, flex. I gotta admit. So, Whatever. Move on. Moving on. Uh, Buccaneers, Bengals. Buccaneers at Bengals. Since he's a four-point home favorite with another 54-and-a-half-point game total, so Vegas does expect a lot of scoring in this game as well. So. Guys, listen, Bureau, fantasy players out there, if you're playing fantasy sports this week, get the Bengals into your lineups. If you don't, find something else to do with your Sundays because it makes no sense at all. So the uh, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, is also a great streaming option as well. <laughs> so I think, I mean, look, the Tampa defense is ranked dead last pretty much in every statistical category. So get all of the Bengals in your lineups. Um, Joe Mixon, get him into your lineup as well, especially coming out of the backfield. Gio Bernard looks like he's going to miss another week. So um, I'm going to have plenty of Joe Mixon as well. A.J. Green, plug and play. He's a stud. You, obviously, you're going to play him. But the guy I really like here is Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Boyd having a breakout year and the Bucks ranked 30th defending the number two receiver. So I'm going to have plenty of Boyd, especially in daily. That Dalton Boyd stack in daily is going to be one of my favorites this With week. John Ross out, I like Boyd even more. Yeah, yeah. And um, he owes even, me from last week. Even the, uh, the Bengals tight end, like the last tight end they have left is uh, CJ Uzuma. 
Uzuma, I think that's that's. No, you said it fine, but you said it with a lot. Uzuma, Uzuma. I'm definitely making a drop out of that. Throw some sauce in it sometimes. Sure. Uh, So uh, CJ Uzuma, get him into your lineup as well. Um, So yeah, pretty much all the Bengals here. Even on the Bucks side of the ball, there's plenty of fantasy goodness for the Bucks as well. I mean, look, Jameis Winston. um, I'm not going to say he's a plug and play, but he's kind of approaching that that status. I mean, he's been putting up numbers ever since he got the job back from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, 7,800 on FanDuel. He's 6,000 on DK. Totally mispriced. And, and when you do play daily, that's where you get the advantages. You have to find the mispricing. And uh, Jameson Winston is mispriced on DraftKings this week. Um, I also like this part for Peyton Barber. I mean, he uh, he was getting into a nice little groove. And then last week, he kind of got banged up a little bit. So it limited him to 11 touches. But uh, the Bengals' run D is near the bottom of the league. So I really like Barber. Now, you're going to have to keep your eye on it because um, he did return to practice but was limited today. So just keep it. It looks like he's going to play, but just keep your, your eye on that. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, Mike Evans, like what what do you do with, do, do with this guy? I mean, obviously you're going to start him, but he hasn't had that breakout game yet. I mean, look, last week he not played. Not with Winston. Uh, not with Winston, but, you know, even like, you know, when, when Fitzpatrick, I mean, he was playing well, but he just hasn't had that monster game, you know, and he's had great matchups. So, I mean, look, you're going to play him. The Bengals have one of the worst secondaries in the league. Let's hope he can get it going against the Bengals. Um, I also like uh, Godwin here. I said his name right this week. Um, And, you know, even Deshaun Jackson. Uh, The only thing is that they're splitting times in the number, splitting snaps in the number two role. So you kind of have to, you know, have exposure to both of them um, as Adam Humphreys is dominating the, uh, the targets out of the slot. Uh, O.J. Howard, I mean, the Bengals' defense has been, you know, respectable against the, the tight end, but O.J. Howard is getting a ton of tar- targets. So um, I think that at this point you get him into your lineup and don't think about it. Another high-scoring affair, I don't expect a lot of defense to be played in this game. Give me the home team. Give me the Bengals. I think it'll be close, though. Jeff? I'm taking the Bucks. The Bucks, boy, Jeff, you are welcome anytime. Oh Jeff. yeah, ride with him. Take the Bucks. No, I took the Bengals. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's good that somebody else like. I like that he's switching it up. I yeah, like that. I think the Bucks. They should have won last. Or they won last week, uh, but they they dominated a majority of that game last week. I th- I, I like the Bucks a lot this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, as we don't have that much time left to do record our show, but moving on. So the Jets versus the Bears. And as I mentioned that Bilal Powell, he's going to play again. So that's good because me not being a Jet fan, I'm still a Bilal Powell fan, not for nothing. I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's a very talented back, even though the Jets won't give him the reins to take over. But still, Isaiah Crowell is going to get a lot of upticks and targets here, and I still don't love Crowell in this matchup. The Bears have given the 10th fewest yards allowed per game, and they're the only team in the NFL so far to not allow a rushing touchdown so far with that. So I don't love Crowell this game, but he's definitely going to get an uptick in targets. For a sneaky play in daily, and I do not recommend playing him in seasonal, if you want to be a gambler and you want to do that, go ahead. But a sneaky play is Trent Cannon. I know who. I have no idea who he was until my boy Rich said. I just picked up Cannon when I told when you told me that Palau's uh, about Blau Powell's on the IR, and I had no idea who he was talking about. Yeah, I picked up McGuire because he's looking to come back week nine. So I picked up McGuire in some leagues, and I recommend if McGuire's still out there, pick him up, especially if you have an IR spot on your roster, mm-hmm. pick him up and put him there. But the thing is with Cannon, he's going to be more of a pass catching kind of guy and yeah. a change of pace kind of guy. Last week he had four catches and sixty nine yards against a very good Viking defense, yeah. and you were at that game, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were. Yeah, from, and then from, um, second. Yeah, I saw um, his seats on his IG story. Amazing seats, silly. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's seats. I, I only get those like once a year, and they kind of kill me for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like all my money wise, those bank yeah. receipts like that. But uh, I got a hookup. That's that's the only reason. Oh damn! All right, no, uh, me. I I have a wife that I have to make happy. <laughs> so it's um. So yeah, so I like uh Canon as a sneaky play here yeah. for daily. But that's really about it as far as playing for the Jets. Yeah, he, the Jets. he was impressive. He showed burst. He showed you know talent. Yeah. They could. So uh, yeah, as I said, he's going to cost like less than nothing in daily. So take, take it like that. Don't play any of the wide receivers. I guess it's good bear defense nonetheless. And do not play Rashard Matthews. Don't do it to yourself. All right. I know he just signed, but don't do it to yourself. And I do know. I see a game, a good game for both the running backs and the Bears. I know they're kind of splitting out the the, the catches. And last week, uh, more snaps and more targets went to. Um, not targets, but more snaps and carries went to Jordan Howard for last week, but just a little bit more, not much. And the red zone is very different between the two. So it's like, because in the red zone, Tariq Cohen gets seven passes and Jordan Howard only had one, but carries rushing it in. Jordan Howard had 10 and Tariq Cohen only had three. So it's like, that's where they really, you know, do things a lot different when it comes to the red zone. But I see a big game from all of them here. I see a big game for Trey Burden. Uh, three touchdowns so far and uh, three past three consecutive games for him. He's One coming touchdown to life. per game. He's coming to life. So I like, I like all the Bears. I even like Trubisky here, not for nothing. But I think the biggest ones that the biggest games are going to be Cohen and Howard. And that goes without saying. Uh, you want to play, um, Allen Robinson? Go ahead. He's like, at best to me, a flex kind of play, but still worth the play nonetheless if you're thinking about it. And in this game, I like the Bears. Anybody? Jeff? I'm going to stand out and say I'm going to take the Jets. Boy, you know what? I'm going to – my my brother and my cousin are going to Chicago for this game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to your brother yeah. and your cousin Joe. So I want to ride with them. Cousin Joe? Yeah, cousin Joe. Shout out and, to cousin Joe. And, and brother your, Joe. And brother Joe. Nice. Yeah, and Giuseppe going to the uh, to Chi-Town for the game. And I want to take the Jets – but I'm not. <laughs> I am taking the Bears. Sorry, guys. I wasn't gonna lie. Enjoy that. that deep dish, though. That's just that's just that mean. deep dish is the worst <laughs> thing on the planet. It's terrible. It's no bueno. All right, moving on. All right, so Jeff, you got the uh, or yes, he does. Okay, the Redskins and Giants. Redskins, Redskins and Giants. And Giants. A real oh, barn burner here. Oh my goodness, the Giants flex. I'm so happy you're here. And be nice. I have I have this uh, this game on my. My radar. So I'm glad it's um, you. The Giants. The the Giants are favored by a point. They're playing at MetLife. The totals forty two and a half. The Giants are two and nine in their last eleven games at home. Their the home field advantage is just not much for them right now. Uh, it's a division rivalry. They're two and six straight up against NFC other NFC clubs. I think it's a low scoring game. Barkley definitely. Hits 100-plus yards with at least one touchdown. Adrian Peterson, the GOAT of all running backs. The GOAT? did The GOAT. <laughs> Arguably. Did, did not practice on Wednesday. However, apparently he's didn't, he didn't practice on Wednesday because he's now getting Wednesdays off because he's an old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think it's a it's a low scoring affair. I think uh, there's a, there's a big run uh, a, a run heavy theme for this game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 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 play both running backs. Uh, neither n- neither quarterbacks. I think uh, uh, Alex Smith is uh, the uh, uh, definition of a game manager, and uh, their pass their the, their pass offense this year has been very very light. Give me the Giants. 
To win? To win. Oh, Jeff, I hope you're right. Give me the Giants. I think think the Giants are playing very poorly, but I think they show up. Yes, they are. I think they show up and they win this week, 2017, 2117, something along those lines. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. All right. Well, look, this is the only time I'm going to do it this year. So, give me the Giants. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, and the thing is, because I'm pissed off at my Giants. I'm very mad at them right now for what they Should did. Be. They're another one. that gave, Not just for the way they're playing. They're another one that gave away Damon Snacks Harrison. They gave him also away for a pack of cigarettes and a Snapple. Not even Peach, nonetheless. But they gave away for nothing for a fifth-round pick. They're talking about, oh, we're going to rebuild and rebuilding the defense, nonetheless. But you can't rebuild with a house of straws. They're not get, we're not getting bricks. We're getting straws. Some people like Snapple. Fuck. No, that's not about Snapple. We're getting straws instead of bricks. I don't know what kind of house you want to build, but it's going to tumble. When you're getting back, de- giving up Harrison for a fifth-round pick. What are your thoughts on uh, on the, the coaching? Not happy, and especially after that decision like that. Not happy with it. I'm re- I, at first year, I'm not happy with a lot of things. But, you know, like when you go for two when you, sh- when, when you shouldn't. You go for the you know QB sneaks stuff like that. Overall, I'm I'm not happy with it, but it's only his first year, so it's not enough for me to call like mutiny and all this and that, you know. Yeah. But not happy with it overall. Uh, moving on, as we don't have much time left really at all to finish this. So Charlie, get through this fast as you can right, with the Colts. So Ravens. Colts at Raiders. Let's just run through this game real quick. Um, the Colts. I mean, look, Andrew Luck. Every time you look at the guy, the guy's throwing the ball, and now he gets a matchup with one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, look, the Raiders. We all see what's happened. You know, they traded Mac. They traded Cooper. They're stockpiling picks for obviously. They're they're gearing up for Vegas in two years. So I mean, look, get get Andrew Luck into your lineup. Um, I even like a little bit of um, T. Y. Hilton. But my favorite play in this game is Eric Ebron, as the Raiders are one of the worst at defending the opposing tight end. Jack Doyle, so, my play again, though. Yeah, but I, I still like Ebron. Ebron okay. is is fantastic. I mean, look, at this point, he's he's got the rapport with Luck. Um, he's you know one of the league leaders in uh, touchdown catches, and I just think that that's going to continue. He's going to have a great game against the uh, the Raiders here. On the Raiders' side of the ball, I mean, there's really not much. Um, I mean, I felt bad for Derek Carr. He was crying in London. Uh, felt terrible for him. Uh, but I mean, look on as far as fantasy guys uh, wise goes, I'm, I'm not really seeing much on the Raiders side of the ball. Maybe Jordy Nelson now that Cooper's out of town um, and the Colts secondary has been a little you know prone to the big play. Um, so I don't mind a little bit of Jordy Nelson, but ultimately give me the Colts in this one. Colts, you got in this one. I got the Colts. I got the Colts as well, Jeff. Colts, big. Nice. Oh, you don't want to zag on this one? You don't take the Raiders? <laughs> I don't think I think the Raiders lose all but one or two games for the rest of the season. I agree. They're throwing in the towel. They're in real rebuilding stages. A, uh they're they're done. A person who gets an uptick for me though in this game, not for another, is Jared Cook. It's a big uptick for me. Uh 49ers Cardinals. What to say to much of this game? I thought CJ uh, Beathard was going to be a pretty good play this week because I thought that Patrick Peterson was going to be traded, but he is not. He's going to stay put in, in uh, Arizona, and he's going to continue to be a Cardinal. So with that being said, I'm still not – I mean, he's still a decent play, even though the first game he had two interceptions and two fumbles. He still had a good day fantasy-wise. He threw 349 yards through the air. He had three total touchdowns, one of them in which he rushed in. So Beathard is still a good streaming option here for this week. It's not too bad. Um, I see him kind of like a QB2, especially if you have like Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers gone. He's more like a QB2 for me. Uh, Marcus Goodwin, I don't like him here, not for nothing, because I get it. Pierre Carson is going to be out, but that means he's going to see more Patrick Peterson, so I do not like him here. You would think George Kittle would be a good play in this week, but not for nothing, not that much either. Against the 49ers, the tight ends only get 8.7 fantasy points per game. The sneaky play for me here is that guy Raheem Mostert. I don't, am I, how do you say his name? Mozart? Mozart? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. M O S T E R T. Okay. Sounds, sounds Mostert, about right. Sounds, Mostert, right? Yeah. 
Like mustard, like most, mustard. I, whatever it is. Most, I don't mustard. know. Mustard. Mustard, whatever. But Raheem, he's a sneaky play for me here as far as daily goes more than seasonal. I think he's too risky to do a seasonal. But if you want to play him in daily, go and play in daily. As not for nothing, the Cardinals are giving up the most points to running back so far this season. In the Cardinals side of the ball, of course, you know, Life is Gerald. He did finally get the end zone last week, and it was his first double-digit game since week one. He has a pretty decent matchup here, but what's especially important is that Richard Shermer may be out. He's sat out of practice, so if he is out, he's a strong flex play this week. Life is Gerald. Besides that, the only one I would really like, I mean, of course, he played David Johnson because he kind of have to, but Ricky Seal Jones to me is another solid tight end because the tight ends do score at least 12 points against the 49ers, so I like him as a solid play over here. Give me the Cardinals in this matchup. All right, I'm going to take the uh, Cardinals as well. Jeff? On the cards as well. All right, this is the game where I'm going to switch it up. I'll take the 49ers just for the sake of it. All right. I'll take the 49ers just to switch it up a little bit. All right, Jeff, you got the Packers at Rams. Packers, Rams. This is the first time ever that Aaron Rodgers has been a 10-point dog in his career, maybe? Something along those lines? Yeah. That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> that is disrespectful. Vegas is disrespecting A.A. Ron. Now, I am a, 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 I bleed purple and cannot stay in the Packers, but I, mm-hmm. I, I call greatness where I see it. And Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't give a damn what anybody says about Tom Brady. I agree. That being said, uh, Green Bay's coming off a bye. The Rams are at home. Everyone knows that the Rams are not a real, there's no real home field advantage other than the fact that they don't have to travel. Uh, Green Bay off a bye is uh, uh, seven and three in their last ten games. Uh, six two and two against the spread in the last ten games. Green Bay should be able to slow down the Rams' passing offense as they rank number five in the league with pass for passing yards allowed. Getting two players back at corner, Alexander and Breland. On the flip side, the Packers' defense is giving up 116.5 yards per game uh, on the ground. They let the third string running back, Raheem Mostert, whatever the hell this guy's last That's name what is. That's what Mostert, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see, it's not just me. With San Francisco, averaged 7.3 yards per carry last week or uh, whatever it is, two weeks ago. Last week right? Uh, or two weeks ago. Uh, that's terrible and pathetic. The, the Rams pass rush uh, outside of last week has been rather quiet. Uh, Aaron, uh, 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 Aaron Don- um, Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. Darnold. Uh, has been he had four sacks last week. He has eight on the season. Four sacks last week sort of miscues uh, uh, the reality of what's going on as far as their pass rush is concerned. In my opinion, the Rams' defense ranks number four in the league in points allowed for eighteen point three. However, they have only faced two offenses that rank in the top half of the league, the Chargers and the Vikings. The Vikings lit up that secondary for 31 points. The Chargers lit up that secondary for a modest 23 points. The Packers are getting healthier at wide receiver. Look for Aaron Rodgers to air it out. I see a lot of points. Devontae Adams is going to get targeted a lot this game. Eight to ten catches, maybe a couple of TDs, money in the bank, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, Randall Cobb is getting healthy. Uh, Geronimo Allison is getting healthy. A lot of people think that the Rams are the best team in the NFL. I disagree. I think the Chiefs are. I think the Rams really haven't played many real teams, uh, with an exception to the Vikings, and (laughs) they played well against the Vikings, and the Vikings played well against them. It it went down to the last possession. Mm -hmm. I love Gurley, obviously. 
give me the Packers in this one, 33-30. I know I'm going to be the odd man out. Nice. That a boy. You are, I mean, I'm going to go with the uh, the home team. Give me the Rams. I'm going with the Rams as well. All right, Charlie, let's try to finish these last two games within right, like one uh, minute. Saints because we really traveling go. <laughs> to Jeff's uh, Minnesota Vikings for Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of the most entertaining games of the week, I feel. Uh, the Vikings are a minus one point home favorite, so basically a pick them and a 52-point to- total for the game. I actually think that total is a little too low. I-, I see a lot of points in this game. On the Saints side of the ball, again, that Vikings defense, you're really not scared of it um, as so far this year. So get Drew Brees, the, the ageless wonder in your lineup, 40 years old, the guy's still bowling out. Uh, the the uh, two-headed monster, Alvin Kamara, um, get get and Mark Ingram, get them both into your lineup, and Michael Thomas, the guy's a stud. On the Vikings side of the ball, um, obviously you're starting Kirk Cousin playing at an MVP level. And guys, Adam Thielen, is there a better receiver in football than Adam Thielen right now? Nope. Eight games straight, hundred plus yards. Yeah, ab- killing book it. it. He actually has the best uh, wide receiver corner matchup of the week. So it's scary to see what he's going to do this yeah. week against Eli and, Apple. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, he's actually going up against um, PJ Williams, I, who I uh, Pro Football Focus ranks him as like one of the worst corners on the board for the week. So Adam Thielen uh, looks like he's going to ball out in this matchup. St- uh, Stephen Diggs obviously going to get him into your lineup, um, and I don't ma- uh, mind a little bit of Latavius Murray as well. Uh, I think this is going to be. A very entertaining game. Lots of scoring. And give me Jeff's Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings as well over here. Jeff. Skull Vikes, baby. That a boy. Yes. Let's go Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings as well for this game. And just to finish off real quick. So this is it. The last one. The Patriots versus the Bills for Monday Night Football. As we said, Gronkowski was back to practice. So it looks like he might play here. But still keep your eye on it. We will update you as best we can. Remember, on our Instagram, at BFB Podcast. On our Twitter, at Podcast BFB. Um, the big play here that I love, of course, and you're playing without even thinking about it, is James White. Marlon Mack last week went it ran over 100 yards against this team. James White is going to start running more and, as always, is going to catch the ball. He's going to have a monster game. Ken John Barner is a sneaky play more for daily more than anything else because he is the backup to James White overall. You play Gordon. You play Edelman. You don't think about all that. You play Brady. On the Bills' side of the ball, you play nobody. That's pretty much it. The best one that I like here out of this game, not for nothing, is the Pats' defense for that but yeah. don't play anybody against the, for the bills don't do that even though we always say they're going to lose every week for some reason they, they seen us just still fighting and stay in it we thought the same thing about your vikings with that game mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. must have hurt that was a hard pill to swallow right it was i couldn't believe it there was a we were going to believe it it was a 17 the, the the vikes were favored by 17 yeah, one points. of the biggest spreads i've, I've seen yeah. i think it was more than that actually yeah, it was horrible it was crazy i got the pets where's this game being played I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> I'm taking the Pats. I think I this play on the moon and the Patriots will still win. <laughs> I me, like you, Jeff. That was a good give, one. Give me the Pats. All right, party people. So that's all the time that we have going on here for today. Jeff, thank you very much for coming out here to our show today. No nope. predictions, no? No, no. We have to, we have to do full predictions all the time. We have no time to go. We have to get out of here. So just to let you guys know, plus, another us, I am out for this week. I am leaving tonight. I am going to Ecuador. I am gone. For you have the show for yourself next week. I uh, know Jeff is actually going to be joining me for both shows. Next He's week. going for both shows. Yeah. You are such a good guy, Jeff. Yeah, Jesus, you are Jeff, a good guy. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you so much, Jeff, for, the, for all that. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Once again, Fantasy Bureau. Last next week is the last week to win the Saquon Barkley Football. Is your very last week to win the Saquon Barkley Autograph Football Party? People, do what you can to get noticed by us. I am Flex Hitless. Thank you much, Jeff Carlson, for coming out here today, and Charlie. Zero. Until next week, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Peace. We'll see you next week. Success nonetheless, party people. Peace. Oh, sorry. Well, I thought you let us go until 45. That's right.